0: Alright, welcome into the podcast. On a Wednesday, you're listening to Taking the Field with Stevie Mack. The NBA season has officially tipped off last night and the Pistons are in action for the first time here in 2019 as they take on division rival the Indiana Pacers down in Indianapolis later on tonight around 7 o'clock, I believe, is when that game will tip off. So I want to get to a couple things here real quick on the podcast today. Uh, The first thing I want to get to is the Quandre Diggs trade to Seattle for a fifth rounder and kind of where that leaves the Lions and kind of what we can kind of hope for, I guess, moving forward as we get closer to the trade deadline here and what this trade possibly could set up for them as we get closer to that deadline. And then the second thing I want to talk about is a rumor that came out on social media uh, yesterday afternoon about Jim Harbaugh looking for a supposed exit strategy from Michigan to the NFL and really kind of why that frustrates me in a way, even though you guys know I'm not really the biggest Jim Harbaugh supporter out there. But I think at this point it's just kind of getting annoying with these uh, Harbaugh's the NFL takes, so I'll get to that one in just a little bit. But starting with this Quandre Diggs trade... um it, it came as a shock to me, I'll admit, but once you kind of start thinking about it and breaking it down and kind of understanding what this means for them moving forward, and like I said, kind of what it could possibly set them up for as we get closer to that trade deadline, it, it kind of starts to make a little bit of sense, and I'll explain why. Um, Diggs was 58th among safeties who had played at least half their team's defensive snaps, according to Pro Football Focus. Overall, according to his position group, he was ranked 61st among all safeties in the league. And as well as doing this trade, they save $3.5 million from their um, payroll next year in 2020. And really the question that I thought of when I saw this yesterday on Twitter was, might they believe that some sort of combination of Tavon Wilson, Tracy Walker, and the rookie Will Harris out of Boston College, could they somehow manage to be an improvement? Because I think I saw that, according to Pro Football Focus, that the three of them were all ranked higher than uh, Quandre Diggs at their safety position. So could they believe that... Diggs because of the way he was struggling this year compared to last year where he easily looked like a top 10 safety in the league but the way he was struggling this year might they believe that the three other guys they still have on the roster with harris wilson and walker might they believe that those three guys can still manage to hold down the fort at safety even without Diggs and possibly even give a guy like will harris A chance to kind of show what he can really do when given the opportunity that's kind of what I'm going to be looking for the remainder of the season is what kind of player Harris specifically develops into now that he'll more than surely assume a bigger role in this Lions secondary and then the other part of this is the Lions Desperately need a running back with Carrion Johnson going on the IR. They did promote Paul Perkins from the practice squad this afternoon, but that doesn't really do a whole lot for you, I don't think. I think it really just kind of creates depth at that position, but it's not like you're going to see Paul Perkins out there starting. So they still need that sort of feature back where you can give it to that guy, you know, 20, 25 times a game and know that he'll be able to make an impact for you. And none of these three guys, McKissick, J.D. McKissick, Ty Johnson, and Paul Perkins, none of those three guys are really that guy right now. So I think you kind of have to go out and look at a running back in this situation. And a couple guys that have had their names thrown out there as possible fits for the Lions are Melvin Gordon and Kenyon Drake. And I'm wondering, since they got a fifth rounder from Seattle in the trade for Diggs, could they flip that fifth round pick for Kenyon Drake from Miami? I th- I feel like that would kind of be the price for a guy like Kenyon Drake. Maybe they would go as high as a third or fourth, but I think you might be able to convince Miami to give him up for a fifth and maybe an extra pick in like 2021 or something but i don't think that it would be too far-fetched to say yeah you know what let's take that fifth rounder from seattle and go out and get ourselves a running back on the cheap for a guy like kenyon drake knowing that to some extent ty johnson and jd jd mckissick could still play sort of that secondary role to whoever you get and I think the Lions also need a little bit a little bit of help on the defensive line and some possible names that I've heard people kind of throw out there on the defensive line slash linebacking are Von Miller from Denver, Ryan Kerrigan from Washington, and a guy that I saw got released just the other night from uh, Philadelphia, Zakeem Spence, who was on the Lions roster last year in the preseason. And I really thought he was going to make the team, but I don't believe he did, or he got cut soon after um, training camp, soon after um, the scrimmages, or preseason games rather, ended. So he didn't really make it all that far into the season with the Lions, and I think that for a guy like that, you can get him for pretty cheap, I would imagine. And he's a guy that's already familiar with this coaching staff, and this defense because he played in it a year ago. So I think that that could be an option that they go for because obviously Kerrigan and Von Miller would be the more high-end option to go with. And plus, you would have to trade something. You would have to give something up to get those guys, whereas Akeem Spence, you would just have to sign him to a to a contract to come play here in Detroit. So I think that while the Quandre Diggs trade was kind of a head-scratcher at first, I think that there might actually be some sort of thought process involved here. They might be looking bigger picture at other positions of need on this team because I don't think that safety was necessarily one of them. And I think it might just allow a guy like Will Harris to kind of Develop a lot quicker into the kind of playmaking safety that they believed he could be when they drafted him in the spring. But I think it'll be really interesting to see as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline kind of whether or not they use this trade as a way to generate other trades for other positions of need, or if this was all that they were really trying to do. In which case, if this was kind of their one-and-done trade for this year, then I think it will kind of be a head-scratcher where you don't really think it was necessary to do what they did if they don't go out and make some other moves as a result. So then, as I said in the open, the second thing I wanted to get to today was this jim harbaugh going to the nfl thing and just kind of i'm at the point where i'm just kind of tired of it and every time i see it i just kind of laugh at it because of how untrue it is so i'll get to that one next on taking the field with stevie Mack. Yeah. <laughs> all right welcome back to taking the field the podcast with stevie Mack. this is episode four now of the podcast episode 5 coming up this Friday on that show I'll go over my big 10 football picks for this upcoming Saturday as we've done the past couple of weeks a quick update on the picks by the way after week 1 I actually made a counting error where I believe I was down 5-4 to after that first week that we did the picks I went back and looked through my notes a few days ago and found that I actually missed. Misread one of the games and it's actually 4-4 after week one and then after this past Saturday I now hold the slight edge 8-7 to in the picks competition between myself and the Twitter polls that I've been putting out so just a quick update on that as we get ready to do that once again this Friday on the podcast. But this last thing I wanted to get to today real quick was the rumor that went around on social media yesterday afternoon about Jim Harbaugh possibly looking for a quote-unquote exit strategy from Michigan to head back to the NFL. And I really want to get into how tired I think this bit has become with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh because it seems like, and coincidentally, it seems like it always comes after a Michigan loss for whatever reason, I just find that to be kind of interesting in itself, but every year there's always been these rumors that Jim Harbaugh doesn't really want to be at Michigan anymore, he's more worried about getting back to the NFL, and where his next NFL gig is going to come from, you know, he's trying to get out of Michigan as fast as possible, and every time I see these rumors, I just kind of laugh because of just how ridiculous they are and I think that a lot of times these people are just reaching for something that's not really there and I'm not really the biggest Jim Harbaugh supporter out there but I'm also not one of his biggest critics I would say but this is kind of where I tend to draw the line when it comes to these Jim Harbaugh hot takes because in my mind Jim Harbaugh is never going to leave Michigan no matter what because when you really think about it he's got it made here i mean the guy has been pretty much been given an a lifetime contract to coach at michigan for as long as he feels like it you know i mean he's the third highest paid coach in college football he wins enough i would say to keep the majority of the fan base happy not all of it but a good majority i would say and i think that he gets to do a lot of really cool stuff that not a lot of other coaches professionally or in college get to say which is he gets to go on all these different trips over the summer to europe and things that they've been doing which i've been critical of in the past but you know it's it's definitely a perk that not really any other coach that you hear about gets to do and then I guess kind of a, to a lesser note, he gets to coach at his alma mater, which I guess a lot of people say you know, would be a kind of a really cool thing for somebody like him to be able to do. I don't know if it makes that much of a difference, but I, I think it's definitely something worth noting. And my question about these NFL rumors all the time is, it's not like they're talking about him taking over you know, the Dallas Cowboys or the New England Patriots or, you know, the Eagles or, you know, somebody like that, like the Packers or somebody, although there was a rumor last year that he was one of the supposed candidates for the Packers job now that I think about it. But all the time when you hear these rumors the past couple of years, it's always, oh, he's going to take over the, you know, the Dolphins or the Redskins were the teams that were thrown around yesterday as teams that would, that would be supposedly highly interested in him but like I said it's never the Patriots or the Packers or the Cowboys or you know one of the star-studded teams of the NFL it's always kind of the teams that are in dumpster fire mode and this year that would be the Dolphins and the Redskins were the teams that were thrown out there a lot yesterday and I think if I'm Jim Harbaugh if I'm at a place like Michigan where I can win 9, 10, 11 games a year win a couple bowl games every now and then you know, and be one of the highest paid coaches at my profession at that level and get to have the kind of, you know, luxuries that I have at this job. Why in the hell am I going to the NFL to coach a team like the Dolphins? I I, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's the NFL. There's more money there, but think about it. He has no boss at Michigan. Ward Manuel is essentially his poodle. You know, he he doesn't answer to Ward. Ward answers to him. In the NFL, you got a GM and an owner to worry about, and he knows that all too well. The owner in San Francisco reportedly hated him and wanted nothing to do with him and couldn't wait to get rid of him when he came to Michigan. So I I don't see why harbaugh would actually want to go back to the nfl knowing that a many of the people in the nfl don't like him and b he's living the life at michigan they give him everything he wants and then some and through five years well four and a half he he hasn't really won much of anything you know he has no big 10 titles he doesn't even have a division title he hasn't been to the playoff. His record against rivals, forget it. His record against teams ranked in the top 20, forget it. There's, there's nothing to speak of. Yeah, he's got a bunch of 10-win seasons, but how much does that really say? So I, I don't understand the attraction to the NFL when he can have the kind of job that he has now, and on top of that... He can stay as long as he wants. They're not going to fire him. God, no. So I do think that as much as I criticize him and as much as I'm, you know, hard on him for what he's done or what he hasn't done to this point, I, I cannot believe that he would ever actually go back to the NFL, let alone that he would actually want to. You know, I can believe that there might be some teams interested in him. I just don't think he wants to. You know, I think he might listen to some offers just because why not? You know, if these teams come calling, you might as well at least listen to what they have to say. But I don't think he would actually do it. Like, for somebody like John Beeline in basketball, like, his dream was to coach in the NBA. Now, he's not coaching a good team. But he at least gets to live that dream this one time. And then if he wants, he can call it quits because he can now say that he's lived that dream. Jim Harbaugh has lived that dream. He's been to the NFL. So he's he's been there. He's done that. And I don't think he really has any interest in reliving it. So that's what I wanted to get to today on the podcast. Episode 4 of Taking the Field with stevie Mack. like i said on friday we'll talk about the big 10 picks for this upcoming week i'll also talk about michigan's game with notre dame and uh michigan state's game with penn state and kind of what that means the rest of the way for michigan state as they try to salvage this 2019 season as they currently sit at four and three so that'll do it for episode four of taking the field with stevie Mack. thanks for listening